Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host who put the nut in health nut, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. Last week we discussed fat and we determined that no matter where you went to school, fat is not a four-letter word. It's actually something that you have to have to build a healthy body. Today, we're going to look at exercise again, and it's one of my favorite topics, but some people not so much. It was kind of funny. I was looking at some exercise memes, and it shows that people either love exercise or they hate exercise. There's not a whole lot of people in between. Like one of the, I love exercise, it was a guy with a determined look on his face that said, Dear Abs, I will find you and I will expose you. Or another one. I'd really like to be in a relationship with you, but, you know, I got to work out. And then there's the other side. It was a dog with a panicked look on his face that said, exercise? I thought you said extra fries. Another guy said, I forgot to go to the gym today. That makes eight years in a row. So we've got this thing. We either love exercise or we hate exercise. And most of the people that hate exercise, it's because they've tried it and they've went just all out. And they, after that, they hurt they they found it absolutely horrible and they probably did something they didn't really enjoy to start with not everybody enjoys running not everybody enjoys going on a bike ride so you got to find something that you actually enjoy you need to find the intensity that works for you so today we're going to look at three different intensities of exercise and the benefits and drawbacks of each one the american college of sports medicine recommends that you get 30 minutes of moderate exercise five days per week. Two of those days should be resistance training. That's about the equivalent of walking 2.2 miles a day, which would be 11 miles a week. And if you do that, you will see health benefits. Just depends on how hard you want to work out as to which one is best for you. And they all have their advantages mild intensity exercise if you're doing mild intensity exercise you can easily carry on a conversation with someone else the benefits of it it improves your health markers a swedish study showed a 24 percent lower death rate in the people during the study increases your reaction time it improves your mood it improves your problem solving it raises your hdl cholesterol which is your Well, it's high-density lipoproteins, but I call it the healthy-density lipoproteins. That way I can remember whether HDL is the good one or the bad one. And it lowers your triglycerides. All of those are great things. Now, a problem is that it takes a good bit of time to walk your 2.2 miles. So some of us say we don't have enough time for that. Another drawback is that this level of exercise is really not fantastic for burning enough calories to help with your body composition to help you lose weight but it does confer a lot of health benefits moderate intensity exercise this is where you can carry on a conversation but it's kind of a halting conversation you may have to breathe every once in a while in between words in the sentence so you're picking up the pace you're walking at a pretty good clip so what does it do for you It's to the point that it will prevent fat gain, especially abdominal fat. The abdominal fat is the fat that is particularly bad for your health. So that's a very good thing. It improves your blood pressure. If you've got moderate hypertension, it will lower your blood pressure. It raises your healthy density lipoproteins, and it begins to lower the LDL proteins, the lousy density lipoproteins. It lowers your tension. 
it lowers depression, it lowers fatigue, it lowers anger. And at this time of stress in our country, I can't imagine anybody not needing to lower their tension, depression, fatigue, and anger. It increases your reaction time, and it increases your problem solving much more than mild exercise. So if something's been bugging you, um, you're stressed, you've got a problem you're trying to solve, go for a good brisk walk. Get in your 2.2 miles. Now, what are some drawbacks? Well, it still takes time. Maybe a little more difficult to find something that really excites you to do. You know, the mild intensity, there's a lot of things that fall into that. You know, not just walking, you know, dancing. You know, when you get to moderate intensity, you're probably going to break a sweat. And, you know, if you got to stop in the middle of dancing with somebody and towel off a little bit, that may not be the most um, attractive thing. But anyway, there are still plenty of things that are enjoyable. You just have to find what you think is enjoyable. You also have to be intentional about it. Exercise sessions don't just happen on their own. Now, it's a good thing if you can find an accountability partner that will work out with you because that will help you to maintain your workout, but we'll talk about that more at another time. When we're thinking of different types of exercise, remember resistance training counts too. You can do mild, moderate, or high-intensity level of resistance training. So you know, you're not limited. You, just about anything that could be considered exercise can be done at all three intensity levels. High-intensity. That's where you're gasping for breath. You are not going to have a conversation. I mean, once in a while, and this is just joking, you're wanting to say call 911. But anyway, you are, you're huffing and puffing. Now, the greatest you get the greatest benefits in mood improvement. You get the greatest benefits in reaction time. However, you get a decrease in critical thinking. If you're working on a really hard problem and you go out and do a super high-intensity workout, your brain goes into zombie mode for a while. So keep that in mind. Now, it does improve your mood greatly. So if you're feeling crappy, it's a great thing to do. If you're trying to think, maybe not. You get more blood pressure improvement. About 13 hours improvement in one study versus five hour improvement for moderate exercise. A 22 year Harvard study of 17,321 people found that high intensity workout were the only thing that prevented cardiac disease in those people. The others improved your markers for health, but the high intensity is what improved, uh, cut down your chance of cardiac disease. It improves your insulin sensitivity up to 50%. So if you're a diabetic, that's going to help you a lot. One that was really, really, really important to me is that short bouts of high-intensity exercise burn more fat than longer, low-intensity bouts, even if you do the same number of joules or calories or whatever of exercise. And a good reason for that is, and I'm going to oversimplify this, Whenever you exercise, it scrambles things up inside your cells. The harder you exercise, the more of a mess it makes. So if you do a super high-intensity workout, it just trashes your cells, and your body has to go about and put everything back in place, and that takes energy. That's called elevated post-exercise oxygen consumption, or EPOC. And all that means is your body's having to use energy to fix all the stuff that you broke whenever you exercised. That really helps on the fat burning. If you're walking about a two-minute mile pace, your 2.2 miles is going to take you a little over an hour. If you do four four-minute bursts of exercise with a three-minute rest in between, you've got 
28 minutes. Or another super good protocol is a two-minute warm-up, 12 rounds of some type of exercises that you do for 45 seconds with a 15-second uh, passive rest break. Do a two-minute rest break and do 12 more, and you're done. You've finished in 28 minutes instead of an hour. And you get greater fat burning for the same amount of work. You just get it done in half the time. So for those people that say, I don't have time to go to the gym, there's your answer. Now, what are the drawbacks? I made this sound really good. It hurts. It is not pleasant. The results are fantastic and you'll feel good afterwards, but during it, it hurts. You don't like it. Is it safe? Yes. Somebody who is not an exerciser, it doesn't take a lot to get you to huffing and puffing. So your high intensity may not be the same workload as someone who's well conditioned, but it's still a high intensity workout for you. So yes, it's safe. It saves time. And if you can put up with the extra discomfort, it's a great way to get in shape. The big takeaway here is you pick the exercise intensity that works for you and do it. You're going to get massive health benefits from even three 10-minute bouts of light walking each day. Remember in episode five, when we're talking about setting exercise goals, you don't want to set really super high goals. Set an easy, attainable goal. Choose yourself whether you want to get it done quickly or you want to get it done comfortably. Set your exercise goal and work to achieve it. Okay, that's going to do it for this week. Next week, now that we've got you exercised and you're starting to get tired, we're going to discuss the benefits of sleep. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.